Hello there. Welcome to my podcast. Let's get it started, shall we? Shirley, and let me introduce myself real quick. My name is Shirley, but of course that's not my real name. I am from China, and a lot of people just can't pronounce my real name, so I picked an English name to make things a little bit easier. But I do really appreciate it when people can pronounce my. Real name correct. It's not just that、um, they're showing that they wanna to know more about me, but also it also shows that they respect my culture. So、um, here goes. My real name is Xuan Jin. My name starts with an X, so that's why a lot of people have a really hard time to. Get to know how to properly pronounce my name,、um, and then they often try. Sometimes we would try, but then the the pronunciation of it is just super odd. So,、um, in order to prevent that, I picked Shirley. I do love my Chinese name a lot. It has a lot of meaning into it. Shuan is a type of plant. And with that plan, it it will have a yellowish type of flower, and then it has meanings attached to it too. It's like worry free and happiness. I love it. <laughs> Just、uh, go by it. I freaking love it. Also, since we're talking about names, I also go by Charles. Some of my friends they prefer to call me Charles because that's cuter. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. So I really want to start this podcasting again, because、um, well, why not?、Um, I used to run a Chinese podcast a couple like not like a couple years ago, but like two years ago,、um, it, mostly talking about life lessons I learned from life in general. And、uh, to be honest, though, that was like really foolish, like. Stupid level, kind of foolish, actually, because at that time I didn't even have my own life figured out.、Um, in other words, <laughs>、um, but with that podcast, I was able to somehow manage and attract quiet、um, some people as my fans, which I'm totally thrilled about, and I'm. I I don't know how successful this time it's gonna be, but 
let's just try and see how far I can go. <laughs> um, like what I mentioned, my old podcast was mainly focusing on how I see life and what I learned from it. And with this new one, the contents will be different for sure. And how exactly I'm like doing this will be a little bit different too.、Uh, we'll see how that goes.、Uh, I'm probably gonna start a Chinese version of it as well some point. I don't know yet. All right. So let me talk about my background a little bit. I am originally from China. I moved to United States in 2010 to start my undergrad.、Um, I went to California State University Chico, which is well known as the party school in the old days. Now it is still party heavily compared to a lot of other campus, but I mean that's just college, right?、Um, I graduated with double major in accounting and management information system, with a minor in computer science. Then after I graduated, I got a job as a SAP slash. I would say it. It. it I. I kind of act like both roles. So I do SAP developer kind of work, and then also I was doing Salesforce developer related role as well.、Um, I was there. I was in a company work as that for about two years, and then. It's、uh, last year in July, so 2018 July. I quit my job and then moved across country to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to start my master's degree at University of Pittsburgh. So that's pretty much all I got, and I drove across country as well.、Uh, that was the most fantastic thing. Ever, I have always wanted to do things like that for a really long time, and because of Pitt, it sort of allowed me to have this chance to explore that option, which was great. So yeah, I'm pretty adventurous.、Um, I like to learn new things, and I'm always curious, regardless. <laughs> and also. Um, for this summer, two thousand nineteen, I did an internship at、um, Intuitive Surgical as IT application intern. It was really fun. I so because I worked first and go back to school. This internship reminded me how much I love working. I mean, for school, I don't mind, but then working, it's a whole different type of adventure, I would say. So that was the major reason why I realized that I love working. In school, you're learning like methodologies and the potential application of the things you just learned. While at the working environment. First off, the whole environment is completely different, and then second off, the things you learn on the job, it's more practical compared to the things you learn at school.、Um, I don't, I'm not sure like what kind of programs you guys are familiar with, but 
for especially for some of my classes, it's it always has this perfect condition. Like we have unlimited resources, and everything's a hundred percent and so perfect. It's like you're living the dream while you're at school, and while you are out there in the workforce. Like there are so many unforeseen problems, which they're super interesting because they add spices in your、um, daily working job. So that's why I really freaking love it. It's a podcast, right? So let's actually talk about something.、Um, at this moment, to be honest, all I can think of is just Salesforce. Now, what is Salesforce? What the heck it is, right?、Um, when I first moved out to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I was actually surprised that a lot of people don't even know what Salesforce is. Well, for the people in the West Coast, they know. They definitely know. They have to know, because there is a freaking Salesforce Tower in the middle of San Francisco. For some people in the East Coast, though, they just have absolutely no clue what Salesforce is, and it's kind of funny when I tell people that I used to work as a Salesforce developer. And their reaction is really funny. They would be questioning first off, like, "What is Salesforce?" That's a common question I get a lot. And then the second thing, if I ask them, like, "Hey, do you want it to be part of the Salesforce ecosystem?" or "Hey, do you want to know more about what Salesforce is?" and some people, their reaction is kind of funny. So they would. Say what is Salesforce? Like that's the first question, and then they will tell me that oh, like that sounds like something in sales, right? But I don't want to do sales. Oh come on now! I have I'm getting a degree in like computer science or information science. Why the heck do I want to do sales, right? Oh well. <laughs> so yeah, their reaction is kind of funny, and、uh, let's just do. Once for all, and let me explain what Salesforce is in general. So, if you log on to Salesforce website, they will tell you this is their definition on their website. Salesforce is a customer relationship management solution that brings companies and customers together. It's the one integration CRM platform that gives all your departments, including marketing, sales, commerce, and service, and it is a single shared view of every customer. So it's like you're doing a customer 360 degree、um, feedback, and this is pretty much what Salesforce is. That at least that's how they marketed it. But the way I see Salesforce is actually way beyond that. It is a cloud service, which part of that cloud service they're providing is facing to the customers, customers only. However, there's so much more you can do in Salesforce. 
we we will get in there like later. But then also for each company, customer success relation is definitely the most important thing ever. Regardless of what industry you're in, you wanted to make your customer happy, right? Once your customers are happy, they're continuing going to be your customer, and because they are happy about whatever you're doing, they will spread the word, like tell the other people that's in your、um, industry. Oh yeah, like you guys are doing great job, and it's another potential of gaining more business. So that's why customer relation is definitely. The most probably right after sales, okay? It it, it is part of sales and、uh, um sales cycle, and it's definitely one of the most important aspect ever. So that was Salesforce. Also, Salesforce has their mission. So their mission is they are bringing all the companies and customers together. Which would deliver the personalized experience that your customer expects by using the integrated CRM platform that we call Salesforce Customer 360. It provides powerful, connected products for improving your marketing, sales, commerce, service, IT, and more. This is also like the definition、um, they have on Salesforce, and then so again,、um, I'm gonna circle back to my previous point. Even though Salesforce they marketed themselves as a CRM platform, but really the capability of it it's actually way beyond that. Also, Salesforce kind of have their、um, quote. <laughs> you guys cannot see me, but like my fingers are doing the quote sign.、Um, quote,、uh, what they call like mission statement.、Um, they stated that they wanted to use the technology to help people create better jobs, lives, companies, and communities. So their goal is when you buy Salesforce. You're not just buying a CRM platform. You're joining inclusive community of over 10 million innovators, disruptors, and community shapers. We call trailblazers. With the free online learning tool from Trailhead, they're learning the skills to improve their companies and careers. Okay, I really love. This idea—it's like anyone can learn from it, and with Trailhead, they have different type of modules. Depends on what area you want to learn, they have a module there. You can even create your own content and ask your employees to train on the Trailhead as well, which is totally amazing. It's another section that can help you to train. Your employees as well. When I also introduce Salesforce to people,、uh, another question I constantly get is where they can sit in within the Salesforce community or ecosystem, right? 
So I always trying to explain to people there's so much you can do, and it doesn't matter what kind of background you are coming from. You can be an English major and then pick up Salesforce in a heartbeat, or you can be a programmer and then or developer, programmer developer, same thing,、um, and then come into this environment, jump on to help、um, build programs, right? So all of those adding up, it's. What you guys can do, but majorly in within Salesforce, there are couple rule、uh, roles that you can be in. It's Salesforce administrator, Salesforce developer, Salesforce technical architect, business analysis, marketing manager, sales manager. Okay, so those are like the major roles、um, in. A company if they are using Salesforce, right? And so those terms like sales manager, marketing manager, those are specifically for companies that's generating profits. But then again, those kind of things are similar, even though you're in like high education arena. So in the normal company terms, it's like sales manager. Then in A school, let's say school, right? In school, the idea of sales manager would be like recruiter. They're going out to get students, and the students who comes in to your coming to your school, they're helping generating the profit. So in that sense, the recruiters would be the sales manager, right? Marketing manager that exists in. Any of the cases, right? You always have to market your business, and that's what the marketing manager is for. So typically, people would start from Salesforce administrator to learn how to do like configuration,、um, process builder. We'll, we'll be talking about those later as well. And then after you're familiar with the environment, then you will slowly move to、um, the Salesforce developer route. So as the admin, though it's a,、uh, it's really important. Even though you already know before you jump into this whole Salesforce environment, before that, if you already know how to do coding, it is still important for you to understand the、um, Salesforce administrator perspective. Because there's a golden rule in Salesforce: if you can solve a problem problem with clicks and configuration, you should always do it that way instead of writing code. I know a lot of programs out there.、Um, it's kind of the habit when you have a problem, instantly you're thinking about solving that problem with the code you have, right? So, but we we kind of don't want to take that route because if you can solve the problem within configuration. Why write a complicated code to solve that problem? Right. It also saves time to use configuration compared to develop a really long or even short piece of code. Right. Because when you're writing code within Salesforce, you also the best practice is always you have to make sure that all of your code has the 100% like proper code coverage. And then also your test case should be legit enough to cover all test ca- all cases, right? So in that sense, I mean, kind of makes sense, right? 
So that's why. And like the most ultimate, the top of the top would be Salesforce technical architect. Um, TCA is really hard to find nowadays because for a technical architect, you not only need to understand how Salesforce works, especially how Salesforce works with your own company's internal system, but also as the um, technical architect, you need to have enough knowledge um, to understand a completely different environment. Let's say you start in company A, right? Company A, the way they use different technologies might be different compared to what's well, guaranteed going to be different compared to company B. So that's another perspective that you have to learn, right? So that's why Salesforce Technical Architect, it's so hard to find. And also, it's the reason why they pay so much more compared to all the other roles. So since we're talking about money, let's talk about this for a little bit. So for Salesforce Technical Architect, the average salary is around $136,000 per year. That's a huge amount, right? And then for um, starting point, which is the Salesforce Administrator, the average salary would be around 88000 It's Still, compared to a lot of other jobs out there, it's pretty decent, right? And then if you are the Salesforce developer, then the average salary is around $112,000. Still a lot. And marketing manager would average in 85000 same as the business analyst, which is uh, 85000 as well. And the sales manager, that would be the 90000 So it's a little bit more compared to marketing manager and business analysis, right? And then, of course, the top of the top, the, the position that pays the most would be the Salesforce technical architect for the reasons I already mentioned, right? And the whole industry is actually doing pretty well as well. Um, they are buying more or like merge with the other software company. And within that, um, because of that, actually, I should say, because of that, um, they are generating more jobs. Like this year, they are uh, they're working with Tableau. I still remember <laughs> like before to integrate between Tableau and Salesforce. If, if you just want to dump the Tableau report into Salesforce, well, that's simple. So the tricky part comes when you want to use um, Tableau as a media point. Tableau is a visualization tool. It visualizes all the numbers, right? And then display it um, for the users. However, one of the use cases I got before was they want to like click directly interact with Tableau but then at the same time import data into Salesforce so that part just gets a little bit tricky but now since they bought Tableau I guess uh, they would make things like that a lot easier right 
And because then two like really big company kind of come together, they married each other, right? It it generates a whole new market, right? Um, people who know who already know Tableau, they would have wanted to learn Salesforce. And then people who already know Salesforce, they also would have liked to learn more about Tableau, right? So it's a win-win for both company for sure. So next section, I kind of got those data from Salesforce website directly. Um, what they were, I should I say estimate? What they're expecting is um, 3.3 million jobs will be created in the Salesforce ecosystem by 2022. That's a lot. So the job market, it's out there. It's that's for that's like guaranteed. Right within once you're within the ecosystem, it's you're in, <laughs> right? So with all those number introduced, are you excited? <laughs> I'm not sure about you guys, but I sure am. I took a, a like around one year break from Salesforce because I I kind of got to a point that whenever people approach a problem to me, like they want to solve. Instantly, I would think, oh, yeah, I can do that in Salesforce. Like, I can solve this. And then <laughs> I have to step back and think again because for these people, they may don't even have Salesforce. And some of them never even heard of Salesforce. So because of that, I have to re retrack and see what else, you know, what other tools I can use to solve the problem that's outside of Salesforce. Uh, it has been a little tough because my mindset, once you're in Salesforce, your mindset would just be within Salesforce. Um, there are a lot of problems that people facing day to day. It can be solved with Salesforce extremely easy because they already set up the foundation for you. As long as you understand the business process within that company or for the um, things you're about to do. It's it's simple, it's easy. So that's why I love Salesforce. But also, even though I'm like mentioning simple, easy and stuff like that, keep in mind though, Salesforce is a really complicated system. So when I say easy, it's not really easy. Um, if you understand what's going on, then of course it's going to be easy. But nothing's easy right so i really don't know about whoever is listening right now because this is a podcast and there's really no way for me to get reactions from you guys um what do you want to do right i also often get questions like people ask me what should they do but really that's a question for themselves like what do you want to do what kind of things do you enjoy of doing? Because seriously, if you are picking up or working on a job that you hate, you're working on something you absolutely hate, it's not going to last. Like By the end, I would think if you haven't killed myself, you're making progress. Like That's how bad it's going to be. Because thinking about it, you will be dealing this job, same job function for, for at least eight hours per day, right? 
at least forty hours per week. So in that sense, if you hate your job, of course you're gonna hate your life, right? You spend so much time on the job doing the things you hate. It's unbearable, right? On the other side, if you really love what you do, then the whole world is different. Because even though you, there's gotta be like hiccups, you know. Some of the days your job will be really good, and some of the days it just completely gonna suck, right? But because you like what you do, even though it's in a really tough situation, I trust whoever you are. I trust you that、um, you will like get up and do it again. I even though like sometimes I get into that position as well. I was learning full stack and how to do full stack development. It's oh my everything. It's new to me, and how each、um, things link with the other stuff. It's so tough for me. I really had a hard time going through it and even understanding it. There are a lot of times I complain to my friends. It's like I just once threw this laptop out of window. Right after I said that, like five to fifteen minutes, I would grunt, <laughs> things like that, and then pick, open up my laptop again and continue coding. So that's the beauty of when you love your job, versus like you absolutely hate it. You know, that's the difference, I guess. And also within Salesforce industry, really the sky is the limit. It depends on what you want to do and how far you want to go. There's always room for improvement. Doesn't matter what kind of situations you're in, right?、Um, so within Salesforce industry, how can you get a job, right? If the job you really want to get is Salesforce related, I would recommend you to do the following. So like. You would trailhead. That's a no-brainer. It's training, and when you finish trailhead, they will award you with badges. You can expose those badges on LinkedIn, so employers, even before they're going to interview you, they can see like what trails you've gone through, what type of training you've gone through, right? Based on that, they can have a better idea. What kind of candidates you are, right? And also for Trailhead, when you finish one badge, you also have the option to share on social media to let the whole world know、uh, what you've done, right? That's actually really exciting, and then definitely involve in communities. So communities is like user groups and developer groups.、Um, for some of the city, if there are enough people. Involved within the community, they will separate the user group and developer group. If it's a really tiny town, like a small area, they may not even separated it. So the beauty of it is, once you involve in community, you get to understand how other people are using Salesforce, and maybe you guys are going th- going through like similar pains, you know. And the other person or that company, they are to figure out a solution to help with whatever you are facing right now, right? So then you can ask them how they solved it, and then you can 
try to base off that and solve your own problems. So it's like information with each other. That's a huge part of it. And then also learning how the other people are using Salesforce and compared to how you're using Salesforce, right? That's a that's just a learning process. And also within community, a lot of sometimes though not like a lot of, but there are like a lot of members for sure. And within the community, also you will get people like manager level people. So for finding job, honestly, finding job is all about connections, right? Within the community, you're building a connection with the people who are showing up, right? So in that case, people will know about you during conversation. They would understand, like what do you know, and if they do have an opening. It's they they would be more willing to hire you instead of going through the whole interview process and interview a stranger, you know, and then hire that person even. So it gives you more exposure and chances within the community for sure. So the community is part of the ecosystem. The whole ecosystem is like you. It it is just like in science for ecosystem. People are helping each other. The more senior people would love to pass down their knowledge about the Salesforce environment down to whoever just came in to the ecosystem. And whenever you need guidance, people within the ecosystem they will help you out as well. And then the last but not least, definitely certificates. So all the certificates. In the beginning, to be honest, I wasn't thinking certificate would be that much of deal because if if I already know what to do, like if I know how or what to do, why the hell I need this piece of paper to approve? Hey, I know this, you know. Then when I start、um, sending out resumes and HR or whoever is already ready to interviewing me. They would always ask for certificates. Then I really think thought through like the process of it. They're right. Certificates are actually really important. Let's say you know how to code in C plus plus, right? Sure. During interview time, they can understand like how much you know about C plus plus. But if you already have a certificate, the certificate shows. That for sure you'll pass the test and know what do you claim that you know, right? So it helps with the interview process, and then also、um, future out the people are not qualified. I think that's the biggest part of it.、Um, for a lot of companies, if they only relying on the interview to determine if this person is worth、um, hiring or not. They actually putting a lot of money and time and resources within there, right? So that's the major benefit to have a certificate, actually, because it, once you have the certificate, they cut the evaluation process short because they know you pass the test and you gotta know why you know you're doing this and. In the environment, it also shows that you're comfortable with the Salesforce environment for sure. You know, 
And I guess the last, last, last point, sorry, I know I already said last about all least, but like the last point is definitely, definitely, definitely trying to build up your own connections, to embrace yourself, to let the others see who you are and what you're capable of. Let's circle back to community. The whole idea of community is doing this. Um, also, I constantly getting questions, especially it's like for new graduates who doesn't have any um, experience, right? So for people like that, especially if you want to involve within Salesforce ecosystem, I would strongly um, suggest you to start doing volunteer type of work. So the idea of that, though, is because you don't have any experience, so the whole volunteer, unpaid volunteer experience is helping you gaining some of the experience you um, said you don't have, right? So through that process, you are learning the platform. You are also building a connection. And the things you learn during that process can also be used later on. It just really depends. So that's why I strongly suggest people to start doing volunteer works, you know. So last year when I was attending the um, uh, Pittsburgh user group, I get to know that there is a student group which I was not even aware of. Um, I was only involved within the um the community through the user groups and the developer groups, but I didn't even know like their student group exists. So all the student group is lead by the fe your fellow student within that school. And then I also came to know that um, with University of Pittsburgh, there's no such group. So I went up and talked to a bunch of people within the community and ask them, hey, if I, I, I want to start this, like, what should I do? And now I am officially the funder and the leader of the Salesforce student group at University of Pittsburgh. Okay, so we always require students to do hard work. If you really want to learn the platform or if you really want to actually get anywhere, hard work is something you cannot skip. Right, and then a lot of people are really good with talking, and that that that's really good. But at the same time, you should also have the capability of deliver, right? So that's why we also ask our students to do hands-on work within Salesforce environment. So we we don't really have like textbook type of thing, but. I use a lot of trailheads to help people to catch up, to learn the Salesforce. And then also, uh, because you're in this group, I you, after you kind of comfortable with the platform and get to know more about what can Salesforce do, um, I would introduce you to our community members. Then from there, you are... Um, definitely building your own social network, right? Letting the whole world know about you.
so that's all I got by far this is like a really general um, guideline of what Salesforce is and what you can do within the system if you wanted to be involved within Salesforce again my name is Shirley and I'm doing the podcast for fun I guess <laughs> I love it I always love things like that um, if you guys have any questions please let me know and I will see you guys next time.